Colossians, we, last week we had uh, John Alcock. What a blessing John was. And just quoting scriptures and scriptures was just flying off his tongue. And uh, about our identity and who we are in Jesus. And, and so I thought I'd just take on the same theme and, and just continue with what uh, John left with us. And the scripture, the key scripture, one of the key scriptures for today is Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1 to 4, and I'm going to read it from the uh, Amplified Bible. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing in his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is seated. Seated at the right hand of God. And set your mind and keep them set on what is above the higher things. Not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life appears, then you will also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. So what are we required to do today? We're required to set, to seek things above. We are an eternal beings. We are created for eternity. And you and I need to live from eternity, we need to live from heaven. Because that's where we are seated. We are seated in heavenly places with God. I want to impact this world. Do you want to impact your neighbors? Do you want to make a difference where you work? Then we need a heavenly perspective to life. I want to quote C.S. Lewis, says in, says, if you read history, you will find that the Christians who did, who did most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this world. That's quite a, quite a thing. Quite a thing that he said. Quite a, it's quite, uh, quite challenging because how often do I think of the other world? How often do I think of, uh, of eternity? And so I need an eternal perspective. You and I need a per, an eternal perspective. You know, sometimes we think we will be on this earth for 70 to 80 years. And we've got to live and we've got to rush and we've got to try and experience everything we can do. We've got to try and build fortunes and build empires. And, and, and we're so desperate that, because we, oh, we might miss out on something. But to go and be with the Lord is, is, is not better. It's far better to go and be with the Lord. So, so, so our, our, your destiny, my destiny is, 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 is we are cool. We don't have to really worry too much about today. And we're going to be rewarded for our time on earth. I want to be well-pleasing to God. I want to please God in everything that I do. 
in preparing this, 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 this preach and looking at the scripture and just being blown away by it. I've come under pressure in the week. Am I thinking from a heavenly perspective? Because if you preach, you've got to be living it out, don't you? There's a bit, there's a bit of my preaching to myself here. But your goal, my goal is to be well-pleasing to God. You know, in pastoral ministry, if you've if you, uh, ever been involved in pastoral ministry or counseling people or just walking with people, shepherding people, the thing we need to let them know more than anything else is who they are in Jesus. That's why John was so good last week. We need to let them know of the wonders of His grace. We need to let, let, let them know the massiveness, the ferociousness of His love for you. Anthony has been, been broken by the ferociousness of His love, of God's love for him. And that's part of the message which he's coming to bring to South Africa. The ferociousness of God's love for His people. So do you know today that you love? Do you know today that from before the foundation of the earth, you were named? You were named by God. And I might get Eli and Samuel wrong, but God doesn't. God knows our names. He doesn't make a mistake, not like me. And so the challenge for you and I today is to think, to set our minds on heaven to turn our eyes on Jesus, to look full in His wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. That's how the song goes. Would you like me to sing it for you? <laughs> turn your eyes on Jesus, look full in His wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. That's what we've got to do. That's as you face the day. That's what you've got to do. Because we have a, we're born into a war zone, we're born into a battle zone. And we have an adversary. We have the devil who's trying to trip us up. He's trying to, one of the things he tries to do is to steal our identity. You've heard of identity theft. People try and steal your ID card so they can get, uh, you know, whatever they, whatever they need. Satan wants to steal your identity. He wants you to not know who you are. And so, you and I, have this wonderful identity. Our lives are hidden in Christ. That's what that scripture said. It said your life is hidden in Christ. Our lives are wrapped up in Jesus. Do you know that? There was a man, uh, I'm not sure what century he was in, but I'm sure maybe Jonathan would know. Robert Murray McShane. Uh... He was, a Scot he was a Scottish preacher. He was a great preacher. And it's said of him that he seemed to dwell 
in the secret places of the holiness of God. And because of that, because of where he dwelt, because he dwelt in the, in the holiness of, in the holy place of God, in the heavenlies, when he got up to preach, this is what happened. When he preached the gospel, you would see strong men, hard and stern, melt like wax before the fire. Their breasts would swell and heave as they would burst. And the whole place became a place of weepers. Yahweh was someone who touched the world. He touched the world with the gospel. But with his, from where he lived, from his, from his eternal perspective in God. And I was, I was wrestling with this and I was thinking, well, what kind of reaction do I get when I preach? And, and the challenge was, Lord, maybe I need to be more in, in, in the secret place and in, in, in lost, in, in lost in Him. Because in actual fact, that's true. Because if I don't do that, I haven't got anything to say. You haven't got anything to say to your friends. I mean, I, I think I, there was that book by Brother Lawrence, uh, Practicing the Presence of God. Brother Lawrence was a, uh, was a monk and he, he was so in love with Jesus. A bit like a, a Neil here. He was just so in love with Jesus. He, <laughs> he, 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 Neil, when, when I see you worshiping, I, you, you do something for me. You just, <laughs> just, just you, you, the tears just flow. And we heard a beautiful testimony, a story yesterday. Neil shared at, at, the, at, the, at the men's breakfast. It was a wonderful story of God's grace, of God's grace. And just to see how, how you're lost, lost in God. And, and that's how we need to live. And that's how Brother Lawrence lived. That so much so that he would be washing dishes and people would come to see him wash dishes. Uh, he should come and see you. <laughs> whatever we do, whatever we, wherever we go, we, we carry Jesus. We carry Jesus. And we live for him. Jesus even did the same. He often went aside and drew aside to, to a quiet place. Usually he was hounded by the people and he tried to get across the, across the, the sea and then they were around the other side before he got there. He, he, he battled to find time just to be alone with his father. Jesus lived from knowing where he'd come from. He'd come from heaven. Jane's picture this, this earlier on. He'd come from heaven. He knew his identity. He knew he was fully human, and he was fully God. He knew his identity, and he also knew where he was going. And then what did he do then? He went and washed the disciples' feet, the most menial of all tasks. All the tasks like washing dishes, menial, uh, uh, washing feet, were menial tasks, not great tasks. But that's what he did because he knew he was secure in his identity of who he was. And that's you and I, you and I today. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have that same identity. Your life is hidden in Christ. Your life is wrapped up with Jesus. John Alcock last week just said quite a lot from Ephesians, and I want to go to a few scriptures in Ephesians. Everything you and I really want is in heaven. 
Let's just have a look at, uh, at a few scriptures here. Ephesians 1 verse 3, he says, for example, And you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heaven. In, in verse uh, chapter 3, verse 10, he says, The angels are there in the heavenlies. In chapter 1, verse 20, he says, That Christ is there in the heavenlies. And then, the most amazing scripture. Think of what Jane said. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Where, where are we seated? Where are we positioned? We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Look at the blessings that are there. Look at the heavenly blessings. The angels are there. The Lord is there. Your seat is there. Why do we mess around so much with the stuff here? And so we need to get a heavenly perspective. I need to live from who I am in Jesus, I need to live the resurrected life. Living the risen life. Are you living the risen life? Just that Ephesians 2 verse 6. In the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about you were dead in your sins, you were captive to Satan, you were children of wrath. You were sons of disobedience. That's what the scripture says about you and I outside of Jesus. There is a world that is lost. Our mission to Stockville is important. Because there's a lost world there. But their neighbors next to you are lost. This is their, this, their state. They don't, they're not aware of it. They're going about making money, wheeling and dealing, and doing all the stuff. But what does God say about them? They were captive to Satan. They were children. They are children of wrath. They are sons of disobedience. But, but God, but God, but, but God, rich in mercy, rich in mercy, lavished us with His love, and He and He and He came and saved us, and He translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's what God did for you and I. It's something that has happened. And what did He do? He seated us with Him in heavenly places. It's something that has, hap that has happened. It's a done thing. It's, 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 it's done and dusted. You know, Philippians 3 verse 20 says, Where's our citizenship? Our citizenship is in heaven. In heaven. We need to be heavenly minded. I know there's that adage that says you, some people are so heavenly minded, but they know earthly good. That's absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. We need to be more heavenly minded. The more heavenly minded we are, the greater impact we will have on this earth. We will reach those people around us. So we need to be Lost in, in, in our love, in His love. So when you were saved, what happened? You were positionally taken out of this world and put in another world. We now live in a, in, in a heavenly world. 
You were transformed. You transcended this world. The moment you were saved, God granted to you the capacity to enter and to live consciously in the presence of God. God lives in us. The presence of God lives in us. So let's live a heavenly kind of life. I want to live a heavenly kind of life. Don't you want to live a heavenly kind of life? Don't you want to be uh, a, a spiritual? So how do we do that? How do we do this? Well, first of all, we, we need to be reminded of, of who we are in Jesus, and that's what I've been talking about. That's what, what uh, John Alcock talked about. But then we've got to start thinking more about, about him, about heaven, about where he is. You know, I love that scripture. I think I quoted it last week as a service leader. 2 Corinthians 3.18. That we are being changed from glory to glory. As we gaze on the Lord. As we gaze. Why do we sing songs of worship? Well, it's not just you've got to get through to the preach. Because we want to worship our King. Our Savior. Because He is worthy. If that's all we did. Just worshipped Him. Not because of what he's done, but just because of who he is. We would be transformed. Because as we gaze into him, as we look to him, you become like what you, what you worship. You've seen a few horsey people. They start looking like horses after, <laughs> after a while. So we've got to set our affections. And in the New King James, at least the Old King James Version, it says... Set your affections on the things above, not in the things of, of this earth. I love John Piper. He talks about being satisfied in God. You and I, how's your satisfaction level? How's your satisfaction level today? You don't want me to start singing... Um, uh, who's the, I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> that was uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah, I probably could sing it because he's a little bit gruff. And, yeah. <laughs> How's your satisfaction level? Are you disappointed what's happening around you? Are you disappointed with your spouse? <laughs> I know that if you're satisfied in God, everything slots into place. So are you satisfied in Him? The more you are satisfied in Him, the more you will be satisfied in life. And the great thing is that as you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, everything else gets added unto you. So we can... Enjoy things like cricket. So we come to this prayer meeting this morning, the pre-service prayer meeting. The spiritual giant who's been walking with the Lord for about 70 years uh, walks in, and his first question was, how was the cricket? 
What's the cricket score? What is the cricket score? They're playing cricket at the moment. And so I said to, to Jonathan, we've got to keep things a little bit more heavenly minded. So if, you, if we go back to that, that verse, Colossians 3, there's some amazing things. It's all about Jesus. That's what it's about. Life is about Jesus. Yeah, you've got to sell a few houses. You know, there, 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 there are those issues, and you've got to go to work, and you've got to do that, but it's all about Jesus. In, in, the, in, that, in those four verses, it says, with Christ, where Christ, with Christ, when Christ. The, the emphasis in the heavenly places, everything we need is wrapped up in Jesus. And our lives are wrapped up in Jesus. Having Christ is having everything. If there's anybody here that does not know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Today you need to say, I need Jesus, because you will have everything if you do that. What's the preoccupation of your thoughts? What do you think about when you've got nothing to think about? <laughs> your children. Okay, that's the... Yeah, maybe winning the lottery. Does, you, does your mind ever go there? Oh, if only, and you see it's 63 million or something. And you, and, and, and you let your mind go and say, if I, if I won 63 million, then this is what I would do. The plea of this scripture is to set your minds on things above and set your mind where Christ is. Because he's the center of our lives. When we get that right, everything flows. The King James Version says in, in Colossians 2 verse 10, you are complete in him. You are complete in him. Not complete in your spouse, not complete in uh, whatever, whatever you think is, is, is important in your life. You're complete in him. He is the center of your life. Christ is all. You don't need the world system of religions. You don't need to say Christ plus some human philosophy. We don't need to say Christ plus uh, legalism. We do, all we need is Christ. I want to sing another song. All you need is, I mean, the Beatles sing, all you need is love. But actually, in fact, they should have got, they got the words wrong. All you need is love, is Jesus. All you need is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Preach it, sister. I love it. I have a word there. I have a word there. <laughs> Seek the things which are above. Literally, what we've got to do, we've got to continually seek. We've got to be preoccupied with it. Let your preoccupation be with heaven, with Jesus, where Jesus is. Let that govern your responses. How much time do you spend on Facebook? <laughs> I 
I should be talking to an audience of under 70 here. <laughs> How much time do you watch the news? You read the, the reports. And you just... It's amazing how quickly your time gets gobbled up by these things. And when you look at uh, Facebook, and it's, it's mostly, there's not much edifying stuff in, in there. It's usually negative, and, and if you see the, the news, you see what's happening. You know, what happened in London, the tragedy in London this week. The terrorist attack. Ashley doesn't have a TV as well. So she doesn't know. It's bliss. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, they say. <laughs> but if, if we could spend more time thinking on heaven and thinking from heaven and imagining, well, what is heaven like? Well, I have a very poor imagination. I'm not that kind of person. I don't kind of imagine things and go off into like uh, la-la land and, and, and just like kind of imagine things. But, but, <laughs> but, but just imagine what it would be like in heaven. No taxes. <laughs> yeah, you've got that. Taxes or taxis. <laughs> you know, I, you know, we think of heaven, we think of floating on clouds, and that's just like so awful because it's not real. It's not true. But just imagine being with Jesus. Imagine heaven. We, we, we sing, uh, let heaven come down on earth. Let, 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 let the kingdom of God come. Come here. As it is, where? In heaven. So what's it like in heaven? Well, the shalom of God. Jesus is there in heaven. We're there in heaven. Beautiful. Seated in heavenly places. That's where we are. There's the shalom of God, the peace. There's the joy. There's, I think of the, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, that's the kind of stuff that's in heaven. And what are we called to do? We're called to make a difference in this world. The only way we're going to make a difference in this world is if we become more heavenly minded and we become more Christ-like and we let Him live through us. And we love. And we bring joy. And we bring peace wherever we go. Why do we do that? Because our lives are wrapped up in Jesus. Our lives are hidden in, in, in God. I think I'm going to skip a whole lot, maybe a couple of weeks' time. But I just want to end off with this, this thing, that, and I've said it a hundred times today. So 101 times, I am wrapped, wrapped up with God and Jesus Christ. My life tangles up in their life. The, the Trinity, the perichoresos dance of the Trinity, that's, that's, that, that's a, it's, a, it's, it's a dancing Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are having this beautiful dance. Nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. It's all, it's all going beautiful. And we've been invited into that. You and I have been invited into, into, that, into that dance. And we can, I can, I can even dance. There are a few things I can't do. Dance, and I can't, and I'm not really good at singing. As you heard. But my, my, my dancing's much worse than my singing. But I'm called to dance with Jesus and to sing and get lost in His love. Hey? 
Look at that. Look at that graceful movement. Look at that. Eh? That's so beautiful. <laughs> when God looks at, at Alan Blackman, who does he see? He sees Jesus Christ. When God looks at Alex Hudson, who does he see? Jesus. He sees Jesus. That's it. My life, your life, my life is wrapped up in Jesus. It's hidden. It's hidden. It's hidden. Hidden in Jesus. And it needs to be hidden because my life shouldn't break out. His life in me should break out. So I want us to, I don't know where Eric is. is he, are you here? I'm not sure in terms of a song, uh, be the center or, or whatever. Cool. If you can come forward and I, and I want to pray. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you. We thank you for, the, the, for your word. Your word which richly dwells in our hearts. Your word which we are hiding in our hearts. We thank you for the declaration of your word. And I pray this over each person here. Each person here who knows Jesus, who's a follower of Jesus, has been raised with Christ. And so I ask, Lord, that we would be able to see you. That you would give us the ability to set our minds on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. That you would be the center. So we just pray. We ask Jesus for that to happen. That to happen in our hearts. That we would start living from a different perspective. We will live from heaven to earth. And Lord, as we do that, as we have that in our hearts, Lord, lives around us are going to be changed just because of the presence in us, because of Christ in us. And so I thank you. I thank you for each person sit, seated here. I thank you, Lord, that not only we are we seated here, but we are seated in you. And I pray for this week that we go, we go to the lost with such good news. Thank you, Lord.